0: See, I mean, am I, I gonna have to carry the show because I heard that you took two
1: hundred.
0: <laughs> I was just fucking around. Um, no, I no, you're gonna have to carry the show here. Okay, that is that is... way too high? I took two hundred milligrams of R or so, thinking that it would kick in at a specific time, and the show started later. And well, you just fucked up my time clock, and like my time clock is very specific. So, okay. yeah, Here. I don't know what's going to happen, and I still got to, like, the board, software. Okay, well, here's the situation. Number one, it's Sunday. Sunday. Number two, we're in Ybor City. Number three, it's time to jump. We're putting attention. I uh, just need to stretch a little bit. I'll be good. I got coffee. Yeah, and I got my coffee bustelo, it's. Sada gordelanche, straight from my quarter machine. It's not like I've never done a show on two I <laughs> <laughs> not <certainly> you haven't. <laughs> so, what's like happening? You gotta like talk about weed, right? Uh um, Yeah, and of course, we, we, we need to throw in, by the way, a, a heartfelt, uh, 20-year anniversary of 9/11. Uh, yesterday, we need to uh, acknowledge the fact that it happened because it changed so much. In part because of the Patriot Act and everything else that happened after that, including getting into a war that lasted 20 years and cost us 3 300 million dollars a day. We did it since the day that we entered it. It's my understanding that we didn't even win. <laughs> Well, no, it's what well, what is called yeah, defeat but, with honor, right? Yeah, defeat with honor? <laughs> I don't think we win wars. And I think it's because we, we haven't <laughs> because we love love lost Vietnam, uh, too. In the we just sort of lose Vietnam. We saw what yeah. it is. We lost. <laughs> we just can't. Actually, we've we become friends pretty much with with, with the vehicle. The they, they, they changed into a much more commercial model. And over the years, things have gotten better. I don't know that that's going to happen with the Taliban. You know, my roommates have even just me. Um, but uh, here's the thing. I definitely lost it because asked me to ask me to point to it on a map. No fucking way. I can't even point you to a map right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are too well, funny.
0: Now, that said, you know, in, in regards to, to, to the Damn, Islamic God, nations God, of the world, don't forget, that is essentially where, where Hashish basically came from was from the Middle Eastern folks, who went ahead and utilized it in that, in that fashion. At one point in time, they, they thought the word hashish actually meant assassin in the Arabic, which, which was not necessarily true. But that was one of those kind of political things that happened in Europe back in that day that was to demonize what <laughs> we are certainly now using it as medicine once again for the first time in a century. So we, we do move on, and things do change, and hopefully we'll, we'll get it right this time. This time? This time. Well, I get hashish straight every time period. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was the king of hashish Frenchy, he passed away a while ago. <laughs> We're not going to have too much nostalgia, we need to move forward this. This whole program in Florida needs to move forward. It needs to get better. Yeah. 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 We need more weed for more people. I think that's the only way that moving forward really works. Um, <coughs> Yeah, but if I look back in my head with R S O, is the it is a solvent based process to leach everything out of the the entire plant from root to tail. That's that's okay. Here's the thing about chemistry, right? And I'm actually kind of gonna relate this to us like having delta eight, and like you know, there's a lot of, of talk from like the cannabis community about how delta eight is uh, a dangerous compound. Um. Yes. yes. And, uh, and... No, what, no they don't think Delta A is a dangerous compound. Well, the it's way, the way it's made, it creates yeah. various isomers and isotopes, that we're not 100% certain of what they do and what, and what kind of action they take on blood. Okay, okay. but, but, um, like, but co- so concentrates, I don't know high to do um, the concentrates are, are solvent based, but do the, the solvent based uh, concentrates right like B H O right? Once you get all, if you do B H O right, B H O is actually a superior form of concentrates and stuff right. B H O is nothing but like the trippiest, most delicious form of concentrates that you can come across right. But. The is melted at the right temperature. Because terpenes do die at certain high temperatures. Yes, yes. So, like, that's what I'm saying. If it's done right, if it's done right, what I'm saying is there's no middle ground here. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that it's either done fantastic or it's done, it's gonna kill Right? <laughs> so, so, like, so if it's I, done fantastic, right? Should we yeah. deny ourselves our or fantastic just in case you're gonna get someone involved? No, but, but it's yeah. not it's not here either or there is a spectrum. I mean, I, I like the idea of the of the solventless press. Mm. Because like you don't have any solvents left over. Like Ben's okay. and that, sort of that might get involved in there that that might not do as well for you. But again when I started this this trip back in the 1870s, we had flour and we had flour. Uh, and essentially, we had a high step too, which was kind of strange with we stick stuff on a stick. And we said that was the most bizarre stuff we ever saw. But I, I never I don't get ceased to amaze as to what the companies in Florida and across the country are coming up with as far as new products are concerned. Everything from nylon encapsulated drapes and edibles and things of that sort. To uh, um, powder, which you're supposed to add to things, but never does <laughs> credit. I mean, you're right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Like, isn't that like a can of or whatever? <laughs> 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 yeah, but you can't use your credit card because you can't use credit card No, you yeah. can't so use that your, there, there's that, that, that canna, canna snort or whatever. I forget the fucking name. Like somebody knows the name and put it in the chat. But like, there's like this white powder that you snort, and it's not cocaine, right? It, but it gets, it, but it gets you high like weed. I mean, Are like, you, you know, talking about right? snuff? You it, talking about oh, snuff? God damn it. Like you guys haven't like, seen. Sh- I'm gonna fucking get it. Where is it? Damn, did I like fucking lose cake that shit? That
1: is not name of it?
0: I swear this shit. Is like, if, if, if you you saw the Aguascara. I, I am just gonna. Oh, I should. I can go snortable cooking. <laughs> there we go. Cannabis. This shit, can of
1: can of bumps. Yeah. Okay. Is, so, is this a is this a South Florida cannabis product? Because I just can't see anybody I, from I, anywhere I else would I in the world. It would do really well in the Miami market.
0: First off, I got some overlays here to, before we get to the can bumps, right? Uh, this is the weed that Gary smoked in
1: the 70s yes that, that is actually the; those are actually the best strains from high times back in the 70s and I'm just like I can't believe y'all used to smoke that and this is this is what I'm talking
0: about I notice the one on the, on the bottom which looked kind of like Florida I think this is actually like I I don't think this is available in Florida dispensary
1: no it says California Yo,
0: you know, yeah, it does say California, California. The, the far right hand corner, of the OCA? Yeah. yeah. If, if you get a phone that says that, it's like, okay, either it came from California or it came from here and someone put California on it and make it look black market. I'm sorry, <laughs> legacy market. But they got snortable weed now, guys. You can you can fucking eat it. If you're doing cocaine you want to get off the cocaine and onto wow. pot, you can do that by snorting pot. Wow. Well, that almost was making vapes look so much more enticing, doesn't it? I mean, vapes always look good, but I don't know. Well, interestingly enough, you know, the FDA, they pulled a lot of vapes off the market this last year, this last week. And they're specifically nicotine vapes, kind of like Juul, mm-hmm. because they were constantly saying that this is only water vapor you're breathing out, and it's not. And therefore, it was false advertising. And in part, they're still dealing with the vape crisis we had a year and a half ago when we had Essentially, the legacy market folks buying counterfeit charts from China that look like actual products and putting it in, the end, and because it it was thinner, thickened it with uh, with vitamin E, tefafarinol, which basically is used to thicken canines and not for inhalation. Why even got sick? And honestly, like, it's my understanding that it could be like a number of things. Like yes, you're right, that is a major thing there, but like it's my understanding that the major problem was that people are fucking making the shit in their fucking the garage and not knowing what the fuck they're doing. And that's one of the things that they're doing, but they're doing like a whole spectrum of stupid shit and vapes. And once people started cracking down and really carrying them this fucking number went down. Yeah, that's one more aspect of the, uh, the legacy market that uh, we need to deal with. And there's, there's good and there's bad aspects, there's, in part because there are people in the legacy market right now who have been doing this for the last 30, 40 years. is really a lot more experience. A, you know, a lot of people who are even running MMTCs now. And if they actually do care about their product and actually care about accountability, then that's a product that, that you could be proud of utilizing. If you can't, you can have access to it. The problem is, with the black market, is a legacy market. It, 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 it is a crap shoot. Uh, you really don't know what you're going to get unless you really, really know the guy you're talking about. And the guy on the corner is the only named guy on the corner because of the fact he has a certain amount of pen in <laughs> lack Next floor, lack of accountability. Would you agree, Chris?
1: All in all, I mean, no. I think. I think. All in all, look. Um, there. There needs to be safety standards. There needs to be protocols to developing legal cannabis products. And you know, folks making BHO in their in their garages, making it in their kitchens, is is dangerous. Um, you know, you're, you're dealing with solvents, and you know, if you don't have a, an extensive education. And, and chemistry—if you don't understand uh, how extracts works, you can blow yourself up. Then, does that make the product itself any less dangerous? You know, the the product itself is is a medicine, but you know, like any medicine, if you're not if you're not a, an expert, you don't know how to make it. Then you can wind up with the compounds that 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 can be harmful. So again, if you if you're purchasing cannabis concentrates they need to be lab tested for solvents they need to be lab tested for impurities uh you know for your protection which is why i'm so big on third-party laboratory testing in the state of florida and across the country
0: Absolutely. i think that's should we deny like there, there's such this like big push in the market to get away from things like EHL, right and it's yeah, but and yeah, go to like co2 or go to rosin but should we deny fucking uh, 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 people this awesome, fantastic nature that's done right and properly and pure that has a solid. Well, here's the problem. Content. How would you, it's, right? It's kind of Just like a, because like people <laughs> will fuck it up, right? If we got a regulated market, right? Like, it should, like, it should be all right, right? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. It, It's kind of like a thermos, you know? Uh-huh. You put hot stuff in a thermos it stays hot, right? Yeah. You put cold stuff in a thermos it stays cold. How does the thermos know? That's the question. And the question is, If you get a product and they say it's safe, and it, how do you know it's safe? And this is this is what I'm coming down to. It, it helps to be educated. It helps to know what level of education you can understand as well. Many people will always saying: do your own research. Well, that's great. But if you haven't taken the remedial courses, you're not going to understand the, the graduate course. And if you're going straight to the graduate course, you're not going to understand what the heck you're doing. I suggest to everybody learn how to read a COA, a certificate of authenticity, because that is your lab report. That lets you know what is in the product you're using. Not only just uh, what, <clears throat> what terpenes are in there, what cannabinoids are in there at the, the mix is so that you could replicate that if you need that same kind of product again, they don't have that exact same strain but also what heavy metals are in there, what solvents are, that are left in there, etc. And if there's any mold or bacteria that kind of situation. Know how to read a CO, COA and ask for it when you buy a product. Totally. But it's supposed to be tested. And like actually scanned, like, all, all products in Florida pretty much have that, that fucking scalable um, QR code. Now It's, it's amazing. You scan that shit for yourself. Sean. Well, know. there's a problem with QR codes, too there a problem with the QR codes? Yeah, so there, oh. there, there, there are QR codes for sale out there that you can stick on the product if you want it to. They will point to anything. Sometimes it even points to nothing. But they will stick a, a QR code. So definitely, if there is a QR code, go ahead and fully scan it and then see if you can verify that the, the product you bought is the product that's, that, that, that that scan is going to. It could be going to a report on um, an entirely different product altogether somewhere in California. So you don't look at it carefully. Mm-hmm. Because we, we have a lot of people who are not as honest as they should be in this, in this business. That's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but it happens when you start out with a product which is illegal, and therefore it, it attracts certain people within that illegal market who don't care. Whereas there's all the people in that market who do care a lot. And you have to, you have to know who's uh, who. You know what I find the most difficult thing on the CEO line It's like That's like the hardest thing for me to find. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like a fucking line. Like they don't highlight it. They don't fucking... So they're scientists. They know how to fucking figure out, you know, HPLC tests. Well, the reason, where, where do they get the strain name on the CX? From the dude sending it to them. Exactly. Yeah. And the dude sending it may not actually even know what the hell they even got. So sometimes the strain names by themselves are not a good enough indication because, to give you a good example, uh, the good people at and I use that term, that, that, that word, obviously. listen. Uh, and at one point, at time it had put out uh, Mayaka gold. And yeah, of course I, I jumped on it because I knew the guy who grew it from thrash years ago. And I knew that that's not what they had. But they said, yeah, well we got these clones from someplace," and they told us it was Mayaka gold. And yet the guy who, who grew it said, but we grew it at, at, at <clears throat> at ground level. We didn't grow it in That's, the mountains, it's not And you, you what we're looking at here is an indica, whereas my, you of gold was as a tea. That's crazy, because like, I actually was just telling uh, Olivia here, working this story. uh, hi, um, that <laughs> we, um, nah, the, the, the dispensary that I picked at, the guy that, uh, fucking the place, was a piece of shit. But he knew a lot about weed, but he was a fucking piece of shit. Anyways, everybody um, has a good side. So we, we would sell the strains that he grew out of the dispensary. And one of the strains he grew, like when I got there, was originally called candy bananas. And it was one of those fucking uh, strains that like he adds the additive at the end and it takes like like banana malliliters. So, so, like, so he, put, he puts banana in it. Whatever it is, banana in that's why we used to smoke bananas back in the eighties when we didn't have any c cannabis around. Smoke bananas. What is happening right now? Um, um, that 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 yeah, that dates me, but did tonight. bananas get you high? Yes. Well, well there, there is a certain terpene that in bananas, banana kind of like the X, and similar to CABM. Is that what like he was trying to do? Like, anyway, I can't say for sure he was trying. To. He would put <laughs> he would put uh, this additive into it, I and mean, made it taste like banana. Nowadays. And Candy Bananas didn't sell as well as it should have, I and mean, he was putting on this effort, putting it it his to make it taste like banana, right? So he, he decided to change the stream name one day, and uh, he changed it to Banana Kush, thinking that it, was, uh, it would sell better that way. And I'm not sure if it sold better that way, but that's like for marketing purposes. Sometimes his students are just like, you know what? Just call that fucking shit, you know, skippity doo Doo. Well, yeah, maybe that'll sell. Yeah. I mean, the people who, who, who uh, name these strains, I think they should just give it up. <laughs> I, they, 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 I mean, with all due respect to the good folks at the particular dispensary uh, that has a product, I can't find myself able to utilize a product called Booty Tank. It just is beyond uh, me to be able to understand how to name that. Pudite. Have you never seen the movie Booty Tank? Yes, and I, it has nothing to do with this. That's you want to type you have you have seen it. I think I think I've, I think I've never seen a piece of it. So, oh, only a piece of it. So then you don't really understand booty you Gary. I can honestly say I do. Okay, a satate. You can you can you can put all the money.
1: What a time,
0: Carlos. What a time. A on the tibetan. You see, you have no idea what's going on right now. That's why you don't like this game. I, mean, I smoke booty tang all the time because I've seen. it. Um, you see, strange name works.
1: I suppose you know. I well, look, that's not <laughs> All in all, Carlos is right about concentrates. The you know the, the science is behind him. As a matter of fact, um, in London, in, in the United Kingdom, over in England, uh, they've been working in their uh, clinical of, uh, of a journal, of clinical pharmacology, on a study. Uh, which uh, looked at 110 subjects over the course of six months to assess their use of cannabis extracts and that they found that there were significant improvements in patients pain conditions over the study periods and the adverse effects that were associated with uh, taking cannabis concentrates were described as being mild or moderate at best in intensity. So Carlos, you just dropped 200 milligrams of RSO would you describe your side effects as mild right now? Well oh, he didn't drop it. He got it all. <laughs> um, so um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I described it as mild from my end over here right now. You, you know what time it is, Gary? Oh, boy. <laughs> here, here's the mild side effect of sitting next the gay side. It's the G-spot. Come at it. I have to get back at you for that. But I like the. But I, I can't hear the man when he's moving. Bro, off. just fucking come <laughs> up with another name for the segment. Just come up with it. Just text me one day and say, I want to call it this. And I'll be like, word, and I'll make an even better video. I actually kind of really want to make a better video. That video is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool after I made it, but I'm better at making videos. The video sucks. <laughs> as, as is the name. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, oh. But, but, but some such is life. All right, let's talk about some of the cannabis news uh, here and, and around the world. And we're, we're going to start out with Italy. Italy this last week, believe it or not, decriminalized recreational cannabis and legalized home cultivation in, in the country. What does that mean, decriminalizes recreational cannabis? It's just decriminalized weed, right? It, it, it basically the same thing. Does it make it legal? But, but it doesn't. But it is no longer criminal. Chris, what is the best way to describe the word decriminalization as opposed to legalization?
1: Well, decriminalization implies that the the criminal penalties are essentially, you know, not there, or that there's civil penalties uh, for for being, you know, caught with it. You know, right now in, in the city of Tampa if an officer so chooses, they can write you a civil citation for $75 if you have 20 grams or less on you. you now, there's a lot of other mitigating factors on that. Is that cop an asshole? Is he having a bad day? Do you fit the description of someone who, you know, he thinks is a drug dealer, right? So, you know, uh, my big thing is officer discretion uh, it, it doesn't really amount, amount in my, my view, to decriminalization. Decriminalization should mean if you got caught with pot, you get a ticket, in the store, you pay your ticket, right? Um, and, and that's essentially w- where the difference between legalization, which has no sanctions, and decriminalization, which is just a lack of criminal penalties, uh, kind of line up in the grand scheme of things. For, for those
0: of you that might be confused by what Tano just said, uh, basically saying officer discretion is saying cops can still be racist. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that's basically it. Yep. It, it, it's, it's a cultural thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have a situation here in Basco I County. Lock up the, the black guy, so he's still going to let him, and, you know, white guy's can smoke Yeah, I, I kind of like my, my my sheriff over at Basco County and Sheriff Baco but he has this uh, policy of... Uh, kind of a minority report uh, type of, uh, kind of arrest where if you profile somebody who's going to commit a crime they're going, to get, they're going to look at you with more scrutiny and <laughs> that, there's, there's got to be a better way to put that but he, he,
1: he feels that, that is going to decrease crime by minority report Gary you mean uh, the, the, the movie feature in Tom Cruise where they have psychics that predict crimes not not Reports on minorities, which is actually what the sheriff is doing. <laughs>
0: That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not four bold ladies in a pool sitting there telling him what to do. It's them just saying, "Oh, look, that dude is too it, it, it is too dumb to be driving all by himself with a, with a broken headlight. us maybe working next week." I think I finally understand that movie. Oh. What <laughs> <laughs>
1: All it, all it took was 200 milligrams of RSO and a racist share for Carlos to get a Tom Cruise movie.
0: Yeah, there you go. Tom Cruise is racist. At getting
1: that. no, get it now? No, Gary. I, Gary I, I want to pause on that for a second because we, we talk about police reform a lot on this show, and the sheriff in Pasco County was essentially busted uh, by by you know advocates and by the feds uh, that they're collecting data on like young black kids, and then they're going into the schools like they're looking at their school records and and then they're, they're keeping these records as a oh well this is someone who we can it, it's it's almost like they're trying to create the school to prison pipeline which has been broken in many ways um but they're they're, they're finding workarounds so they're trying to patch it so they can continue to put kids inside of them with criminal records earlier and earlier in life and that, that to me is is wrong it's fascist yeah.
0: It is, and, and, and hopefully we will, we will change that over time. Like you said, he said, he got busted and he's, he's having to, to review uh, review his uh, policies, try to figure out how to make things good. I mean, we have politicians sometimes who make some really crazy ideas. I mean, God bless Governor Greg Abbott in Texas. He believes that if you <laughs> remove the chance of having uh, abortions, then all of a sudden rape is yeah. going to go away. I haven't quite figured out the mechanism for that yes. yet. I kid you not. This is not a cannabis subject, but he is under the belief, and he, he has said it in various speeches, that <clears throat> if you make yeah, abortion something you can't get easily, and for some odd reason, rape will go away because rapists will say, "I can't rape that woman; she can't get an abortion." <laughs> I mean, that, that kind of logic coming from, from a rapist is not exactly what you call logical thinking. Like, Here's you know. the thing that, I'd like, really. See. Scaring me lately is that there's people in America that view it, and they vote and influence my life. It's crazy. No, it's, it's not crazy. I mean, politicians tend to influence our lives whether we
1: want them or not. Gary, Texas politicians don't don't shock me at all. Uh, you know, from 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 the blunders that we heard from President George W. Bush, like how you know America never stops, uh, uh, you know, uh, figuring out ways to hurt itself, to to just you know Governor Abbott saying those type of things. I mean, you know, I don't want to shit on the state of Texas, but the state of Texas produces some of the most wackiest politicians in this country's history. Absolutely,
0: and. Uh... but i would give a little bit of credit to texas for making one of the babiest of baby steps this last year and actually increasing the products they have which is low thc cannabis to go from 0.3 percent they can go all the way up now to one percent thc in the product
1: holy shit stop
0: the presses
1: one (laughs) percent
0: Now that would be good if you're still talking about hemp products because it is very hard to grow a hemp product which is less than 0.3% THC and it's easier to hit that that 1% deadline if you're just looking to create a CBD product. But if you're actually looking for a a medicinal product and you say, well, we're going to allow you to have 1% intake now, I'm not gonna see a a great deal of increase in amount of uh, treatment for for, for, uh, developing conditions if you're only allowed for a little extra THC because people who have severe pain, THC, things of that sort, might need more than just
1: CBD with 1% THC. Wouldn't you agree, Chris? Uh, yeah. I mean, look, we started off the show talking about, um, and just paying homage a minute to, to the fact that for the past 20 years, the war on terror has, has, has escalated. And, you know, for many people, uh, seeing the withdrawal from Afghanistan, seeing the Taliban who were on the ropes—you know—within six months of, of us being in the country in in, in two thousand one, two thousand two, you know, taking the country back over—that that was a hard, a hard, a hard loss for a lot of folks. And and you know, the same with the war on drugs. You know, uh, the, this government has destroyed. And when I say this government, I mean, we, the people, the United States government have destroyed the lives of more Americans uh, with criminal records, with, with no knock raids, with, with attacking and and raiding the wrong houses. I mean, it it still shocks me that uh, these cases of, of, you know, folks can't get the address right in a time of GPS uh, just, it just irritates me to no end. And, and, you know, what was it all for? What were these billions and trillions of dollars spent, these hundreds of thousands of lives destroyed for, in the grand scheme of things, for cannabis to become something that Wall Street investment bankers uh, can get into if they just buy a couple politicians, uh, maybe bribe a, you know, you could be a real estate developer, know nothing about cannabis, bribe a city councilman in Tallahassee, and then boom, now you have a multi-state cannabis operating company. I mean, these type of things, uh, just disgust me to no end. Yeah, I've been this story before somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be let's, let's, let's straight. We should have learned the lessons that Russia and England learned during the last uh, couple of times that they tried to take over Afghanistan, and we were there for many years and left with their tail between their legs and a lot of money missing. But for my reason, Afghanistan took place, like a lot of other uh, third-world countries that had a commodity that the, uh, the first-world countries wanted. Uh, back, believe it or not, in the turn of the century, sugar was that kind of a commodity. That's why we attacked the Philippines. That's why we went after Cuba, because we were going after the sugar. Uh, And they felt, for some reason we felt, that those countries couldn't handle the the product that they grow on their own soil. So we had to go in there and take it over so we could have access to that commodity. In in Afghanistan, it has been the the opium poppy. It was also that same thing in China as well. We actually had a, a, a huge conference uh in china in 1906 where we went over there to help them out because they had a huge opium problem and who was going to who appeared britain why because they were one of the major usurpers of the opium trade in the, in the world and so therefore a lot of times commerce does affect how we we go after countries and this particular instance afghanistan has always been not, not very oil poor, uh, rich but they are, are, are opium rich and that has had at least one thing besides military advantage advantage in regards to its position. It's one of the reasons people
1: have been going after Afghanistan. So, Gary, are you saying that, you know, the United States uh, foreign policy has been dictated by essentially who's going to control the drug trade in the world and in the West?
0: Drug trade and even the sugar trade, which is the reason why... I mean, I,
1: I, when I when sugar is to me is a drug. I mean, so it's a it's chemically uh, uh, identical to the effects in the brain as cocaine. So let, let's let's lump sugar in there with coke and weed if we're going to talk about drugs.
0: Uh, one well, well, lump or two in there. The most but, <laughs> but interesting one was that Nixon figured out the way to finally win the war of sugar was to not be reliant on sugar from cane, but to go ahead and start creating high fructose corn syrup. And in the 1970s when, when the products start going up and up and up as far as the cost of sugar is concerned and we were not going to deal with cuba anymore obviously and so we had to do something else and so we created a product which actually is addictive which is as a, as a sugar base because high fructose corn syrup actually makes you hungry and that's why you can't eat just one
1: gary have you seen that amazon show called hunters starring al pacino it's a it's about a show about hunting nazis in the 70s Fun. Well, the plot to the show, not to be a spoiler, but uh, the Nazis are putting high fructose corn syrup into Americans' foods. <laughs> That's their evil I can, plan.
0: I can see them do that. <laughs> kind of like the CIA was putting crack cocaine into Black neighborhoods
1: to try to, uh, to flip them. I'm Ooh, them. Gary for the
0: win, Call Intel Pro. <laughs> I'm just saying, we, we sometimes tend to uh, stack the deck in our favor, uh, utilizing substances.
1: Well, you know, the fact that Nixon said marijuana was public enemy number one, and then to see that the current director of the U.S. National Institute of Drug Abuse, Nora Volko, said last week on a podcast hosted by Ethan Nadelman, who's the previous former director of the Drug Policy Alliance, she admitted that Um, When she initially took office, she thought that marijuana legalization would lead to an increase in the prevalence of adolescents consuming cannabis. And thus far, every study shows it hasn't. As a matter of fact, the Journal of American Medicine for Pediatrics showed that the enactment of laws regulating the use of cannabis by adults, adult use, full legalization, recreational legalization, whatever terminology you want to use, is actually associated with declines in young people using cannabis.
0: That, that is the case, and of course, if you, if you ever talk to Sir Cicely about the woman who was, who was involved with the, the, the IADH, uh, she calls her that woman. <laughs> because of the fact that this product that she, had, that was given to Sue to, to go ahead and, and do studies on PTSD for veterans and things of that sort, is some of the most god-awful we you ever see in your life. I mean, we, we talk about the crazy the, the ass that we used to get over in the 1980s, but the stuff coming out of University of Mississippi, which they freeze-dried, even though it usually has mold in it, and they send it off to the, to the research lab and say, "Here's a product you can use to go ahead and check out the to of your product," when in fact you really can't—not <laughs> not with, with, with that quality of product itself.
1: Now that's the same product that they ship Irv uh, Rosenfeld, right? In, in yeah. his in his can, canister, he gets from the feds every month. They give him like 300 joints of that that shitty swag from Mississippi. Yes,
0: Irv, Irv and, and Elvie are both. Well, actually, I think LV has already quit. The product and I they get this herb now. But Basically, it's smoking that stuff, but he smokes it day in and day out. He's got 10 joints a day. He's mm-hmm. got no go further so he's the last guy in the program Yeah, I mean, I I think it's backed out. Everybody else has passed
1: away. Wow. So just to be clear, it takes 10 joints a day to get high uh, from that U.S. government grown swag. That's just, uh, that, that hurts my feelings.
0: Actually, herb doesn't get high from this stuff, but it, 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 it does control it is, 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 uh, Bone growth situation. He he doesn't get high from weed. in general.
1: Mm. people said he, the only time he's he
0: told me the only time he's gotten high is off of dabs.
1: Ah, okay. And, uh, he
0: like smokes regular weed, and like he's he's kind of an important like you know like I I you know like herb is kind of an important guy when it comes to marijuana legalization, and yeah. um he like uh, people who grow and sell marijuana send him shit give him shit for free like he this is a guy that's you know been around the world it's talking to a lot of some of the greatest marijuana growers that want to get this guy to smoke his pot and say this guy's pot is awesome
1: sure okay. sure
0: this guy's pot got me so high but he said that, that he swears up and down never has gotten high. wow never has gotten high. only dabs get him high.
1: so yeah. i mean that, that just goes to show what we were talking about uh, in a little bit, you know, previously was that everybody's endocannabinoid system, we talked about this in other episodes, is different. You know, some folks can take higher amounts than others, so these arbit- arbitrary crack caps on THC, which we've been fighting against you know they don't make any sense scientifically cuz you know but then again it's hard to create a scientific standard for individual dosing that which is why we continue to advocate that your cannabis treatment plan should be between you and your doctor not you and the in the government yeah. yeah
0: okay getting getting back to the jaysburg we went way over it, but yeah. I, I I want to get to, to a couple of states about your feedback
1: yeah, J- Gary, you got to get back to that G-spot and stay on okay. it, man. Right,
0: okay, <laughs> this is what we're going to ping on right now on, on our G-spot. <laughs> so, I, I love South Dakota. South Dakota is, is a great place to get lost and a uh, great place to just just hang around and not realize where, where in the heck you are. But they have this particular governor, Christy Noem, that's spelled G-N-O-M-E, I do believe, possibly not. But they actually passed a ballot initiative this last year to allow a, a medical program to begin. Only to have a lawsuit go against it the, after the vote the vote went through and the Supreme Court backed off saying, this particular ballot initiative had more than one subject on it, so therefore we're gonna knock it down. Which is really backwards, even for Florida. Because in Florida we actually knock these things down before they actually get to the ballot. Here, they actually already voted for it and agreed to it that's when they went ahead and said, you know, something, we can't, we can't go with this. So, I, so South Dakota is still working on the rules and regulations to try to get the program started. So everybody voted for it, and that's because, of again, political intervention we're usurping the will of the people. And yet they, they only had a baby step again this, this month in regards to they're, they're allowing attorneys to go ahead and consult with cannabis companies to try to work on the rules and regulations and try to get it done right because there was a disconnect there. But South Dakota, bless your heart. I mean, you guys had a nice little uh, motorcycle rally which only started about 200,000 cases of people uh, having COVID. But uh, you, you do you, and uh, we'll just sit back and, and, and watch you crumble, I suppose. Uh, but we have a spreading thing in this country where, which is called cannabis legalization. And it's gotten out to all but three states. Officially, I, I want to include South Dakota because I, they won. that it's only three, and that would be Idaho, Nebraska, and uh, was the
1: other uh, Kansas, East Dakota, <laughs> West
0: Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas, yeah. <In> Kansas. <laughs> and, uh, and and Western Hearts it was interesting because Kansas is really close to Oklahoma, which people are starting to call Oklahoma now because yes. it's it such an open system, and yeah. it's actually a conservative state. But these other states. Right, so, like, going for at Idaho, I figured it was always going to be a, uh, a holdout. I mean, they, they really have got their their spuds in gear in regards to knocking down uh, cannabis. But they actually are putting together a ballot initiative right now. They're going that way because they figured the legislature is never going to go for it.
1: Well, that's, that's the good. problem, I, Gary.
0: Their, their feet that
1: now, finally. That's the problem. Oftentimes, is that people across the country are standing up to their government, passing ballot initiatives, and you just touched on it. In South Dakota, seventy percent of their voters this past November voted in favor of Measure Twenty Six, which allows for the home cultivation uh, for qualified patients uh, for up to three plants. And and you know now their legislatures meeting uh, to rescind that. And, and I mean, you know, our legislature here in Florida, I feel in many ways pulled, pulled a sneaky on us. Uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we the people pass Amendment 2 with the same amount, over 70% overwhelming support. It says you should have access to the entire plant. Joe Redner even sued the state on that, one in the two lower courts and lost at the Supreme Court. And our legislature failed to implement any type of home growing. And without that, you don't really have access to the entire plant. You don't have access to the root system. You can't walk into to your, you know Certera or Move or True Leave and, and get a get a clone and take it home. And so we really don't have a system where we have access to the whole plant. So I feel as though you know we even need to go back and, and sue the state again. You know, <laughs> you know, w- w- it, my my concern is that if we repealed uh, how they implemented it, then we would actually be going backwards in time. But, you know, moving forward, home growing has to be a part of any uh, future decriminalization measures, any, any legalization measures, because without it, you, you're making people dependent on a corrupt system. People at home can, can grow their own medicine that best suits them, and that's the way we need to see it.
0: I hope to see Idaho as a ballot measure move forward. It's, it's actually not a bad one. I mean, it does allow you to possess up to four ounces of cannabis at one time. And if you ha- uh, get a hardship waiver, it allows you to grow up to six plants. So those people who can't afford it, they, they're, they're going to be allowed ones that can prove they can't afford it <laughs> to uh, go ahead and grow it. Here in Florida, basically, if you make less than uh, uh, six figures, you really, you really can't afford it, practically, depending on, on how you buy things. Uh, grant you we are getting some uh, new dispensaries here in Florida, which are actually going to have even more expensive product than they used to same. Uh, the good folks over at Cookies and Jungle Boys, they actually have ACEs that are go, they go for $80 on a regular basis because these are boutique strains that they have, that they, they grow in lower volume, but it's extremely high quality. And the question is, can we afford higher quality or do we quality without paying the, the, uh, the mega amount for it? I think that this is, that's one advantage of still being a medical state is that if you had an $88 ace and you had to pay the kind of sales tax they pay in, in Illinois, or even in in Oregon, which is what, 48% sales tax? You can't afford that product anymore. Whether you want it or not, whether you need it or not for your your, your particular uh, condition, you're not gonna be able to afford it. So I think that 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 hardship is definitely the way to go. We have uh, options. We do have uh, here at Suncoast Normal, we're trying to push. That's going to allow what is called uh, designated patient uh, cultivation centers which allows people to get into a co-op and grow under expert tutelage in an indoor grow. So you don't have to worry about all the in- situations here in Florida where we get mold and things of that sort and insects and grow a quality product, which is your medicine. Because if you are growing med- growing for medicine, you want it to be medicinal. You want it to be clean enough to be able to do what it has to do without hurting you. And that, that does require a bit of education. Especially well, you in
1: know, Absolutely, you know uh, the Gary. Your bill, I think, is a is a great compromise. And as much as I am about you know not compromising uh, our values and ideals, uh, oftentimes when we get into the political realm, uh, we have to be diplomatic to accommodate you know some of the opinions and ideologies of of the votes that uh, coalition that we're going to have to build to push things over the top and i think that your your cultivation center uh, idea that that you you drafted and developed in the legislation makes a lot of sense you know if the if the conservative politicians in florida are never going to go for home grow then having designated and regulated centers where patients can grow their own medicine and have expert growers uh, assist them i think is is a great compromise i think it's something that that at least people can have access to their own things and you know, we talk about the ability of smaller business owners to get into this industry without, you know, being part of a vertically integrated uh, MMTC in Florida. And this is, I think, also a good first step on that sort of thing, to let small business owners get in and run their own cultivation center. It
0: also helps to listen to the politicians to see what their, their, their huge, the biggest grievance is, so you can resolve that and get it actually filed and get it put into committee. Because otherwise, if you can't do that then the bill, is are a piece of paper. Yeah. And so therefore, this uh, bill also allows us to count the amount of plants in and the amount of plants out. And that prevents what is called diversion, or what other people call the gray market, where they supposedly thought that if you had home growth, and you'd be growing it for the neighborhood as opposed to just yourself. And that, that, obviously, that's just not the case. If people need home growth they need it for their own medicine, for the same reason they're not just giving out gummies on Halloween. That is their medicine. Oh, yeah.
1: That that episode is definitely coming. Uh, Next month, we're going to start to see uh, the Halloween scares that we see every single year from the Florida Sheriff's Association. I mean, I I hate the fact that we have to waste our time when we have so many more valuable things we can be focused on to consistently year after year hold a counter-press conference.
0: Do we need to even talk about it? Like, are people still that dumb to do that?
1: I don't think people are that dumb to believe that there's marijuana candies in the, in the in the Halloween candy if it is there's a lot of millennial parents tasting their kids candy out there I could tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> said
0: that like for like a marijuana patient in Florida you have to like to be able to afford it it's over a hundred grand. like you gotta make over 100 grand a year like I mean are people really gonna waste I mean granted like black market shit's cheaper but that shit's still a lot of fucking money. You know, oh know, fucking put weed in fucking
1: candy. And I mean, think about it. A, a, a going rate of like uh, a sour infused sour patches. Mm-hmm. is like here in the D.C. area can be five to ten dollars a pack. So, yeah. so who's throwing out five to ten dollars every time they drop a, a candy in a kid's bucket? You know, and the truth of the matter is, is that
0: shit was still going on. I'd figure out a way to trick or treat. <laughs> exactly yeah, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we'd have a lot more normal members trick or treating.
0: Yeah, like we would have like a normal event where we'd all dress up and go around the neighborhood trick or treating. So know, was it. Everybody loves Raven episode like that where they, they they were running out of candy, so the guy found a whole bunch of these what looked like gold and, and silver wrapped coins that were actually condoms. They're passing them out to the kids. Oh,
1: my goodness. <laughs> Craziness.
0: So anyway, yeah, so technically, certainly are the the, the, the neighborhood guys are not giving out condoms, but don't, don't expect them to be giving out uh, candies that are actually uh, for people's medicine. It's just not going to happen. But we are going to expect them to hear it again because as long as a, a flat earther is out there, there's someone who's going to believe that people are giving out candy. So, <laughs> the cannabis
1: candy? Gary, I think it goes back to law enforcement for the past uh, 80 years. When it comes to cannabis, has had this paternalistic approach to where, oh, we're doing this for your own good. We're ruining your life and giving you a criminal record, and we're going to throw you in a cage with rapists and murderers for your own good. And and and, and we're making the world safe. That you know, one of the big things now that legalization is taking shape is the marijuana DUI statutes across the country. You know, in many states, if you get high, you know, even though it's legal and you get behind the wheel, they're going to hit you with a DUI, hard. And DUI laws are are nothing fun. You know, Carlos, you can speak to that. That shit is not fun to have to navigate in the court system. Nah,
0: dude, I was still dealing with that shit recently. Like, I, I just now got a break on. Shit. I'm now paying half of what I paid before. It's like yeah. ten years ago, right? I'm still dealing with that shit ten years ago. It doesn't make it any easier that Florida has one of the highest insurance rates in the country right now, in part because of the fact that the number of elderly people we have who still have, have licenses in their 90s, and also that we have a lot of tourists that come here and rent cars who, in their own country, have so much mass tr- transit they don't need to drive a truck. Hmm.
1: So in Japan, they, they put a sticker on your car if you have a license over the age of seventy-five. I think mean, we should start doing that in Florida. We should, warning: This person here is—you uh, know—they're they're close to their maker. Maybe give them some space.
0: Yeah, but you can't put Mickey Freeze picture on the stickers. Uh,
1: well, don't, you don't. Know. I don't think Jerry should have to put a sticker on his car. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I may be OG, but I'm not. <laughs> Well, you know, I bring up the issue of of marijuana. I bring up the issue of marijuana DUIs because a study recently came out in the Journal of Accident Analysis and Prevention out of Aurora, Colorado. And they found something very significant that occasional marijuana users, uh, you know, they drove a little bit faster after getting high, but not really enough to reach any statistical significance. But on contrast, daily cannabis users displayed insignificant changes in their standard deviation and lateral positioning and actually after they get high drove at slightly slower and safer speeds so folks who only smoke weed once in a while apparently drive a little bit faster when they're high and folks who smoke every day actually drive a lot slower and 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 i'm thinking that through that makes sense because when you're high you're looking (laughs) around (laughs) You're driving, right? You're like, oh, cop, Mm, let me slow down. Stop sign, let me not break the law. Well, I I am not
0: a a big fan of uh, of driving uh, when someone is intoxicated in any way, shape, or form. But I feel like I'm better doing the show while I'm on two. I'm going to have a hard time keeping you on track. But more...
1: <laughs> All I know is that if you do dabs with Carlos after being sober for an entire year, you will drive home and then forget your keys at his house and drive back to his house to go get your keys. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, I had a hallmark, uh, so to speak, in, in the fraternity in house back in college. He would come over and smoke for a while, and then he'd leave and he'd come back, and he'd wonder why he was not back in his own room yet. Because <laughs> he would go halfway down the hallway, turn around and come back and forget which direction he was going to. That never happens really. But, uh, 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 Joe Redner has this great little saying which says that uh, people who, uh, who, who drink uh, go out and, and drive when they can't. And yet people who smoke uh, can drive, but they think they can't. <laughs> and that, that is basically just your, your mind working overtime sometimes. Yeah, it is. No matter waiting to see if the, the stop sign turns green, uh, but generally uh, people are are safer drivers uh, when, they, when they use cannabis. But again, I don't recommend it when while you're driving. Maybe you know earlier, perhaps if you think you can, but I, I don't recommend it. That's my own personal, personal perspective.
1: Well, Thank we you. we have to create more regulated markets. You know, um, the Journal of American Medicine. Uh, you know. Uh, pediatrics actually did a study and they found that zero retailers in the state of California were selling to people who are under age. So if you want to really be a conservative politician saying you're for the kids, then you should be for a regulated adult use market. It causes youth rates to drop you know dispensaries are not selling to kids. It, it, the sad part is is that kids can walk into any Walgreens or CVS. And buy over-the-counter drugs that can potentially kill them. You know, you can walk in with a SpongeBob backpack and, and light up sketches But if you try to do that at a dispensary, it's not going to happen. They're going to ask you to show your ID. You got to be 21 to get through the door. Is that right? What
0: I think I is
1: because I have light up sketchers <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a SpongeBob. <laughs> it's a <the> SpongeBob backpack. <laughs>
0: the light-up sketchy okay cool I know I know, I know I know we gotta wrap it up for today i think mean, carlos has got to go take a nap but uh i i i, I, I do want to make, make a point for the fact that we here at suncoast normal are doing what we can to change these laws for the better we have had a, a, a law that started in 2017 here in florida it still has a lot of glitches to it we still mm-hmm. need to do some fixing we still need yep. to make sure that we have protections Lots. for workers so you don't lose your job or not get a job because you have a medical card Need to make certain that like if you are a patient in an organization that uses federal funds and we don't have federal legalization yet, and are not going to kick you out for using it in, in, in your ALF or in a hospital or things of that sort, and you don't get kicked off the uh, transplant list mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for the doctors. And this is the reason why I wrote this, this, bill, this bill in part. Need a, an expansion of qualifying conditions, they don't have to do mental gymnastics to be able to put down exactly what you have and why you need it. And so we can add things like autism and like yes. opioid, and opioid dependence syndrome.
1: Tourette's yeah. syndrome, fibromyalgia, so many different things that cannabis helps mitigate the symptoms of.
0: Yeah, so, so that we're having to deal with uh, number 10, which is a, a condition of like or similar nature, which the, which the board of medicine can easily strike down if they felt like they could do it. Let's make sure they can't. Let's make sure we, we nail this down. And of course, the home grow bill. That is that. We'd be more than happy to give you a copy of it. it, it if you like reading those kind of things, it, 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 you can get through it. But the important thing is, we need to get you in touch with your legislators and go ahead and get them on board. Now, I know the Hillsborough had their legislative delegation this last week, which I thought was ill-timed because I didn't have a chance to go. We went to we went to the Orlando one, and that was good, and we have a lot more to go. But they're in every county in the state. If you go ahead and check on your county's website, and look at legislative delegation. They'll tell you when you can go and speak out loud and say, we need a bill to this effect. And if you want us to give you a copy to give it to your legislator, we have plenty of copies to give. Mm-hmm.
1: Gary, I will actually upload them to the Suncoast Normal website. Just make sure that I got them via email uh, in my inbox. Just bump them up to me, and I'll, I'll add them to our website. Folks can download them in our legislative section.
0: And there's three things we're looking for. So we are a subscription-based organization. So it costs $25 to be a part of this. We don't we don't just want your money because I face it, a lot of folks ask for money and they never say exactly what they are doing with it. You will see exactly what what we're doing whatever you have. But we don't want just your money. We would like to see your talent and we would also like to see you uh, put in your time because this is going to people power is one of the most <coughs> effective uses we have of our organization to make legislation move forward. And we hope that you will join us in this journey to make this program better. And with that, we close. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. This has been The Rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member, because that is how you become part of the change. You can find The Rotation Podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes but you can always join us in the rotation at suncoastnormal.org. At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National. all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website, again, is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at suncoastnormal. Uh, Find us on both Facebook Twitter Instagram and YouTube and thank you Gary and good night. Good night